0: Primary ignition. This is Star Wars.
1: Look out. Core World
0: News. You may fire when
2: ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Kondek, and you're listening to Core World News. Your Hollywood news show, the in-depth coverage and analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your second rundown for February 27th, 2020. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. There's finally two games. But first... The secret publishing campaign entitled Project Luminous has finally been unveiled. On Monday night, the publishing division of Lucasfilm hosted an event in Los Angeles to reveal not only a number of new literary properties ranging from novels to comics, but also the new era in the galactic timeline for which there are many talented authors to explore and forge all new Star Wars stories. An era in which the Jedi Knights, indeed guardians of peace and justice throughout the galaxy, Set 200 years before the events of the prequels, it is The High Republic. Now be a host, Ben, Rantan Evans, to discuss.
3: Wow, great news, Grex. Yeah. Uh, very good. So, we, yeah, we didn't really know exactly what this would be at all. We just knew it was going to be somewhat literary. And, um, and we had some, some rumors that Project Luminous was going to be um, sometime in the, the pre-prequel. Um, but now we know. What do you all think about this? Should we actually maybe do a rundown of exactly um, what came out as far as properties first, and then we can talk about it? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Just a brief overview of the uh, five projects, the five first projects that are announced. Um, There's going to be two novels one um, called uh, The High Republic, Light of the Jedi um, by Charles Sewell, Um, another title is uh, The High Republic, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. And then there is going to be a more like young adult uh, novel called um, A High Republic: A Test of Courage, and that'll be written by Justina Ireland. Um, And then uh, two comics, uh, one Marvel run called um, The High Republic Adventures, and that'll be uh, penned by uh, Danielle Jose uh, Alder. And um, then and what is it? Uh, IDW. IDW. Thank you. Uh, So a more young adult. Um, comic run, um, just titled "The High Republic" um, by Kevin Scott. Uh, so yeah, so um, all literary, a um, lot of interesting things there. What what did uh, you gentlemen think about this?
2: Uh, I think it's super ambitious and really really cool. Like I and I'm super excited for it. And we know that uh, Michael Siegelin uh, has been planning this for a long time. He's the Lucas uh, the Lucasfilm Publishing Creative Director. Uh, Yeah, He actually had this to say about it. He said, uh, it started way back when this was an idea that I always wanted to do with Star Wars Publishing and that I wanted to tell a massive story told across multiple formats over multiple years for every type of fan. And I think that distills what you just talked about, Ben, with all these books and comics, uh, middle grade readers, novels. We have so many different formats and it's it's just one interconnected story across all these formats. I think that's super ambitious and brilliant and interesting and can't wait to dive in
3: yeah there there was a um th- sorry adam i no, just shoot this in before you you um comment on it but there was a uh should like, go for it before uh, i
0: blather on
3: no uh, yes before you know you get on one of your rants again <laughs> um no that there was a, a video that came uh with this announcement on the youtube and uh it was fascinating and so i mean it's essentially it's all of the top writers for the star wars universe like at um, the Skywalker Ranch, just brainstorming and figuring out this whole new thing, and it like that just warms my heart to know that all those lovely, awesome art authors that um, we've really enjoyed um, their writing together and really crafting this, and like that's where they-, they called it like an incubator space of like you know what they're gonna what they're gonna do um, for yeah. for this new thing. So who knows what will sprout out of you know out of this that cohort.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm also super excited and more excited than I thought I was going to be because we knew a lot of the disparate parts before this announcement, right? We knew most of the authors involved. We had an inkling that it was going to take place during the High Republic, whatever that might be. We knew it was going to be over multiple formats. And I was kind of just like, well, more prequel stuff. Okay, It's it'll, you know, itch my Star Wars or I'll scratch my Star Wars itch. I'm I'm in, I'll read everything. And then that video... Like, that announcement was done so yeah. well. And, and just seeing all these covers, I am so pumped. I'm really surprised how excited I am. Like, I cannot wait for August for this stuff to start dropping.
3: Yeah, the art that's out there is fantastic. And, um, you know, very different looking costumes. Lots of lightsabers. Lots of multicolored lightsabers. Um, we're seeing there's a Wookiee with a lightsaber. So, a Wookiee mm-hmm. out there. Um, really just, like, all brand new characters. But it looks exciting and vibrant. And um, and new.
0: By the way, that was my character in Star Wars Galaxies, the old role playing oh, right. game. Was a was a Wookiee Jedi, so I am very happy. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, we know there's. Uh, so during that summit in 2018, when all
2: the those authors, uh, you know, Charles Sewell, Justine Ireland, Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Elder, Kevin Scott, when they all met at Skywalker Ranch, uh, they they kind of have a two elements of two 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 pieces of impetus for like creating the high. The High Republic and this era in particular, and that was, one was Obi Wan's line in a *New Hope*, which was right. uh, the Jedi were once the guardians of peace and justice throughout the galaxy. And uh, Michael Siglin said, "You know, we've never really seen that, and uh, it's so true. And the, what's really great is in that video, they really relay that point in such a beautiful way by showing the kind of last vestiges vestiges of the Jedi in lightsabers being passed, you know, from from from." from you know, Luke to Ray, and then, or from Leia to Ray, and then, you know, from Ray to Luke. And it's showing just like how we just are surviving on this one relic of the past, this one lightsaber that's been, you know, passed down to generations. Let's go back to this time where the Jedi are in their prime. And there's lots of lightsabers, just like you said. There's a Wookiee Jedi. There's all different types of alien species that are Jedi. They're wearing white and gold robes. Like this is this is the golden age of the Jedi to me. And I think it's just, I, I, I think that's really interesting. The other piece of impetus was a question that Kevin Scott brought up during that summit, which was what scares the Jedi. Right. Yeah. Um, and I find that fascinating and I just want to know what you guys think when you hear what scares the Jedi, what, what did you imagine? What do you think they
0: might fear? Do you guys have any thoughts about that? Use on but that's just cause I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: is scary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had a real, uh, that's a real challenge, right? Like what, what is Star Wars without stormtroopers? Yeah, you know, like it, it. That that's what had me really scratching my head about what it. You know, what's the challenge going forward? Um, but basically, ever since I saw A New Hope for the first time as as a young young boy, um, it was that prom. It was that Obi Wan Kenobi talking about that line. You know, like talking about the the Jedi and and the mystery and the wonder in Luke Skywalker's face as he's hearing about it and like you really you just sense that there is this glorious time where the knights of peace and justice throughout the galaxy like you can just sort of see it and um i love that they held on to that and are creating yeah. it but as far as like what scares them you know other than the sith and the empire that's that's a real challenge i'm not sure
2: yeah well yeah, at, the end, at the end of the video we do see like a few ghastly creations like a few concept Designs of what looks like monsters or creatures uh, of some kind. that look like they've been afflicted by the dark side, and uh, I feel it looked like almost like Eldritch horrors or like something in D and D or something like that. So, so it makes me think we might see, uh, you know, chaotic neutral, more more animalian, like organic dark side entities, like creatures with like natural dark side effects or defense mechanisms, like you know, the, i.e., like the proverbial dragon, you know, like but afflicted by the dark side for these Knights of the Round. You know, Here's something a like thought. that.
0: You know, it might scare the Jedi balance <laughs> because if they're, if the Jedi are all about light and balance means inequality of light and dark, and they're fighting back the dark constantly, mm. is that what their big fear is that they're truly will, not understanding what balance is or what it means. And I'm thinking of these elders horrors that you kind of mentioned grant kind of coming out, you know, because they've been pushing the dark down for so long right. it sprouts in these monsters yeah, totally, because
2: they, yeah, they look almost disfigured or ghoulish, these creatures that they showed at the end of that video. Um,
3: Are you talking about the Nile?
2: No, not yet. We'll get there. We'll get to the Nile. Okay. This was just at the very end of the video. They said something. okay.
1: Yeah. Know, something,
2: something wicked this way comes at the very end mm-hmm. of the video. You see a few kind of you know, strange-looking creatures. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. that, that might play, but also, like, my big prediction for this this interconnected storyline is that we're going to two Jedi knights are going to fall in love and it might be like a major crux of the story. That's just a prediction, wild speculation. I'm just guessing. But that's also a fear of the Jedi, you know, what I mean like a, the fear of attachment. So it could be on multiple fronts that we're looking at what you know what the Jedi fear. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I sort of wonder if um, we're going to get some and I really I think we will um some more dyad information. I think we might mm-hmm. be able to sort of backfill some of that legend um you know, with some of these characters, it'd be interesting to see a different dyad or have them come to grips with it. Or maybe they, you know, start the, um, the prophecy or like, you know, I, I don't know, maybe they have their own take on the prophecy. That could be sort of interesting. I mean, the, a lot of things c- could share, scare the Jedi. I think the Sith should scare them, but I could see in this point in time, they're so dead that they're not scared of them at all. They're just not even around. Um, even though I think we will see Sith at some point, um, uh, you know, in, in this story, whether you know, the, but just not interfacing with the Jedi, right? Um, and then,
2: um, yeah, I also
3: um, feel
2: like if it are, if it, we do get these creatures, like they, they might be organic, just like in, um, uh, what's the Kent, the Ken Liu book about Luke Skywalker, the journey of Luke Skywalker, is that what that one's called? Uh, much like his adventures in exploring the galaxy and coming across all these new cultures and creatures and things like that, we might there. Why wouldn't Jedi come across creatures that have almost an inherent connection to the dark side? You know what I mean? Like, they, like, like, I don't see why there can't be things that are naturally connected to the dark. It's not so much that they actively chose that path or that even that they're you know, cognitive enough to even choose that path. These are creatures, these are monsters.
0: These are things that could be dark side entities for all we know. Well, it makes sense, right? In Rebels, we see a lot of light side creatures that are connected to the light side.
3: Right? Like the Bendu?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we really um,
2: haven't had that other side of that
0: formula. No, we haven't. Ben, you mentioned um, the dyad, right? Was that you or was that Grant? Yeah, it was so, me. do either of you remember how long Palpatine said it had been since the dyad had been around? A thousand years,
3: 10,000 years.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. So I thought he said something
2: like a 100 generations, but maybe
0: I'm wrong. I don't know.
3: Yeah. 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 That yeah. that sounds that sounds closer to it, but yeah, it was definitely longer than a couple hundred years. I was just
0: wondering if they had kind of weave that wove that in because I agree. Like, if if they're going to have to start, not as I was gonna say, force, which sounds horrible. They're going to start weaving in the dyad stuff to some of this. I think. Yeah, but yeah, I agree.
3: Hopefully, yeah. we'll get a whole bunch of new principles in the force. Like, yeah, you know, it sounds yeah. So I mean, it says they're they're both more like the the knights of the round table than anything else, and. Um. So it's going to be quests, and it's going to be also about frontiers. People they said, yeah, it was a cross between like Knights of the Round Table and like Westward Expansion, cowboys or like you know, sheriffs of the Old West. So, which, so we're going to see the expansion of the known civilized galaxy, which will be fun. And uh,
2: James James Wah had this to say about the era. He's actually the vice president of franchise content strategy. He said this was a golden age of the Jedi and also a time of galactic expansion in the Outer mm-hmm. Rim. So, expect there to be rich tales of exploration, charting out the galaxy, meeting new cultures, discovering what pioneer life in the outer rim was like. This is an incredible sandbox for our storytellers to play in both within publishing and beyond uh, I, and I just and so when you talk about frontiersman frontiersmanship and pioneering and things like that, that's really interesting because that's real exploration of the galaxy in in ways that I don't think we've had before,
1: yeah,
0: because they yeah. mentioned it's not right it's not the galaxy we know now. there's a lot of borders that weren't there you know, when we first came across them in the prequels.
3: Yeah. And um, now there are sort of borders of known space and unknown space.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know, everything I've reading and, and especially looking at the concept art or the covers, it does seem like there are two sects of Jedi in this. Hmm. They're the Knights and they're the Cowboys. Like if you look at some of the, like, if you look at the cover for the high Republic, they're very traditional. If you look at the concept art, did you see the concept art for the High Republic? It has like a lineup of maybe ten jedi yeah um, lots of stuff going on there, but a lot of different stuff. but I feel like once you get down to and and grant, you had talked about this in one of your texts earlier this week, but you get down to what cover it is I think it's Claudia oh, the light of the Jedi, the Charles Sewell yeah, those are knights, right like they're all in right. white, it's a gold, they're whatever, but then we see other jedi who have kind of look more like some of the Jedi we've seen more currently, right? Like kind of right, brown robes, earth. Tubs. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
3: Right. Well, they, um, I've been picking my way through path of the Jedi, um, which is, that's supposed to be the it is of that legends, um, Jedi handbook, um, which has actually been a fascinating read. Uh, but they actually there. And, and I think that actually takes place that is written technically, um, right around high Republic or in between high Republic and prequel era. Cause I think it was a hundred years before, um uh before Dooku. So like I don't know. There's there's one character that puts notes in the in the book from like when it when it was written. Um uh, but there's actually in that there are four types of Jedi. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there are like explorers, there are knights, um, and then I think there's like healers and then um agricultural experts. Mm-hmm. So um maybe we'll uh, you know maybe they'll canonize some of that stuff because I yeah. know they have canonized a lot of it and and I know Grant you've read the Sith um edition of that and um there's a lot of talk of Sidious you know pursuing um unending you know uh, life everlasting um and that and and they definitely made good on that in the rise of skywalker
2: Right, and that division that, uh, and you you were speaking towards uh, Adam uh, about the Jedi looking different—the the, the ones who are in those opulent, opulent, you know, white and gold robes versus the ones that are in these kind of more earth tone brown robes, similar to you know, Qui Gon and the Masters we see in uh, the prequels and things like that. Uh, makes me think that, yeah, maybe there's Jedi that are more connected to nature where other ones mm-hmm. have kind of chosen the artifice and the, the, the kind of the, the city, the, the bustling cities of Coruscant. And, and maybe that's the divide. Maybe, hey, we're connected to nature. We're actually seeing what's going on uh, on these border territories, on these planets, far, these remote systems. We are actually more connected to the cultures, these new cultures. We are learning more at the edges of the galaxy versus the Jedi who are at the center of the galaxy who are just keeping guard kind of falling prey to the, the vices that come with city life and things like that. Like, I feel like that might be an interesting thing for the authors to explore. Yeah. I'd love that. Um, cool. Yeah. And speaking about the borders, do you guys want to jump to the Nile and what's happening at the, the outermost regions of the galaxy? Yeah, Let
0: me say one more quick thing about the concept art, about the Jedi before we move on, which I cannot wait to talk about the Nile, but there are so many aliens in yeah, all the concept it, art. I'm so excited by that yeah Ugh, it's so great it's exactly what we've been needing i think uh for a long time so i'm very excited about that just want to say that now we've about the nile
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i, t- I love the, the diversity and the representation it's all species and creatures yeah, yeah i love it um yes yeah, so the nile these uh they're being referred to as space vikings by some of the creative team hmm. um they are uh we don't know much about the nile per se but we do know they have a, uh they do we do know they have a motto and we do know that they they kind of look they ha, kind of have like where are these matt they almost look like um uh what do they look like they kind of look like, like the cloud riders a little bit like yeah. a little bit um kind of that ragtag look um what else uh, yeah they're oh,
3: organic life forms but it feels like they're sort of integrating physiologically with technology a little bit um not in a cyborg way but like yeah i don't know if it's just weapons or you know or armor or something like that but it's like they're they're really complicated face masks and yeah and, yeah interesting
0: very clunky looking technology very beat yeah. up technology a yeah. little little bit yeah yeah,
3: yeah. like they not steampunk like but like space yeah. steampunk that's yeah. kind yeah. of what i was ter- about punk. to say
0: it's like it's not quite steampunk yeah space punk
2: yeah love space it space punk for sure uh yeah and so their motto is can't take it with you but we can take it from you <laughs> uh, it's still shrouded in mystery of who the Nile are and, and what that may mean or what that may per, you know pertain to exactly. But uh, I mean, it seems like they're just raiders, right? Like they're raiding the outermost regions of the the, the Republic and they're taking what they can from whoever's there. And uh, we still don't know much about their ideology or, or their 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 uh, hierarchy or who, who leads them or any. You know, it's all just shrouded in mystery. Really excited to explore who they are and what's going on with them. And I'm really hoping that, like, a Sith isn't, you know, orchestrating or puppeteering the whole the, the Nile yeah. in any way. And I'm really hoping that they do, that isn't the angle for these guys. Yeah, me either. Um, yeah, so they look cool. Uh, we know they'll be featured in the comics, I think, because we see them on the cover of that first yeah. issue. Uh, I imagine mm-hmm. that uh, Charles Sewell, explore or at least introduces to them in the, the Light of the Jedi. Um, other than that, we don't really know much about it. It kind of reminds me of, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, the barbarian hordes attacking Rome. I think we talk about talked about this in like a previous podcast, or like Viking, you know, Viking attacks on England. In, you know, yeah. eight hundred, you know, AD, and um, it's really interesting. In England, I think there was like King Alfred in England was like creating. He's the reason why we have highways and things like that because he wanted to move his armies around England at the the edges, the borders, to to counter these uh, uh, Viking threats. So it might be interesting if the Jedi or it kind of follows human history and that the Jedi are figuring out a method upon which to better repel them from, you know, attacking the outer regions.
0: What do we think about the name good or two on the nose? Um,
3: The Nihilists. (laughs) There's (laughs) nothing to fear guys. Uh, (laughs) Nothing to fear. Donnie, these men are cowards.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to fear Donnie.
3: Yeah. If you're a, if you're a big Lebowski fan, you'll, uh, you'll know exactly what a Nihilist is.
0: I took, I think I texted the name of them and I was thought for sure Ben was going to be the first one to make <laughs> yeah. the Big Lebowski joke, but Grant beat him to it. I'm guessing he got yeah, your yeah. phone on you. I was yeah, right I was on.
3: literally sleeping yeah. uh, when when yeah. that came through, and don't think I don't miss an opportunity to say <laughs> you know say what you will about the tenets of national socialism. At least it's an ethos. Yeah, <laughs>
2: um, yeah, and my I don't I I really don't have a lot of gripe. I love Star Wars and you know every all in every machination, but uh,
3: kind and of they've some, always like tongue-in-cheek yeah, i know works that yeah. way like that's always yeah. i love it like come on uh,
0: yeah i love that little just just tweak it just a little bit <laughs> yeah
2: like yeah. my only my only digs against star wars uh have been that i have been really afraid of any of the characters or felt dread in any of the sequel trilogy movies or the animated shows or anything like nothing has that really all? Filled, filled me with the fear that i felt when i you know was when we were dealing with vader and the, you know the emperor and and uh, also the pre the prequels had some kind of some you know some dread to them not as much as the right. original trilogy, um, but uh, the Nile just I'm not I don't fear them yet I don't I don't see them as fearsome yet but I hope that there's something about them that makes them far scarier. Or then again we saw those Elder Chores at the end of the video so that might be the scarier element or the the dread inducing element. But
0: not not totally sold on the Nile yet. But yeah. I do like but, their look. Yeah, I think they're going to be pretty terrifying. I think, I think they're going to make them, um, you know, not in the way that the Sith are the antithesis of the Jedi, but I think they're going to kind of be the, the big, you know, opposite of the Jedi in terms of, like, everything is meaningless and there's just, yeah. who cares, just kill to kill. <sighs> I'm totally yeah. open to the Nile
2: using dark magic and maybe calling it, you know, using the dark side of the force and maybe calling it uh, the shadow. You know, we've heard it called the shadow before. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind the Nile using the shadow where this is the Sith use the dark side. Like I wouldn't mind that terminology.
3: Yeah. That'd be cool. And uh, yeah, it does seem like they're going to be a chaos agent. You know, it's the, it is one force trying to bring order to the galaxy and then another just, that just wants chaos, um, which I hope isn't too much like um, firefly. Um, I'm trying to th- uh, the Marauders, the Reavers, the Reavers. Thank you. Yeah, which I they're gonna, a little more. Yeah. yeah,
0: I almost noted that too when I saw them. They are there's something Reaver-esque about them, but but it seems like they're less. They, these these individuals seem like they have more of an ethos that, to them, other than just raging, just rage. That's what the Reavers right. are.
3: Yeah, mindless rage. Yeah, these at least seem you know coordinated and. Um, yeah, well, I'll look forward to it. It sounds like I mean now we've already described two different. You know, whatever this disaster is, plus this, plus, you know, plus the Nile, plus, you know, probably some elusive Sith um, plotting. So there's plenty of um, um, antagonists that are going to be in this story, which I, I think is was the biggest hurdle for for Lucasfilm to figure out with any new territory.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you brought up the disaster. Do you guys want to take some shots in, in the dark as to what that disaster is? I mean, we know Starlight Station is featured heavily in uh, the light of the Jedi and, yeah. and the High Republic era. And, and for everyone who's listening, mm-hmm. uh, the Starlight Station is a sort of calm beacon. It's a sort of mega calm tower that you can send out signals to, you know, every. Yeah. It's
3: like a space lighthouse is the way that I understood it. Like they right. use it for navigation. Totally. It's like a primitive form, you know, before I guess the hyperlanes were created. Um, so, yeah, it's like a yeah, the space lighthouse. Uh, yeah.
0: So a couple of quick things about the background of the – I think it's referred to as the Great Disaster is is the term they're using. If you go to Wikipedia, it says it occurred 232 years uh, BBY. Oh, cool. Um, so that's the date because it's two of this, 200 years before the invasion of Naboo. And the only description is that something happens that starships across the galaxy are abruptly knocked out of hyperspace. That's kind of hmm. the only thing we know. So – yeah, what do you all think? I, I, you both have come up with some interesting ideas. I got nothing better, but what do you think that might be? Mm, uh, I th-
2: I think maybe the Nile maybe, you know, wormed their way deep into the Republic and uh, hijacked the station and possibly sent out a sort of signal that maybe like an EMP type uh, right. thing occurred there. Or maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe the Sith in hiding, you know, got to Palpatine tier level in power and they, you know, they... I don't know it caused a sort of electrical disruption across the galaxy like uh, there's so many interesting ideas but I think it has to do with Starlight Station I think it, the, my better guess is that the Nile uh somehow uh infiltrated that station and did something to to cause a kind of haywire or 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 send out some sort of EMP or pulse that sent every ship out of hyperspace probably like caused real real devastation all over the galaxy
3: I think Before um like I think I figured it out and I and I I think Grant, I think you're like five sixths of the way there, but um, I, I I know what it is, so I'll just tell you all and spoil it because I've totally figured it out. I think what it is is it's going to be a metaphor for um, refugees and nationalism, and they're going to like I think they they're going to disable hyperspace, so yeah. it strands everyone where they are, and maybe you know these these Nile are like trolls. And they're just like, no, 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 we don't want any any interaction, like total anti-globalism, but it would be anti-galaxyism, and um, and maybe that's it. And they just they find a way to eliminate hyperspace travel, and maybe just yeah. that EMP, and it's just sort of like you know, I mean that that would be the obvious political commentary that they could go with. I, I, it's, I love tracing.
2: that. I love that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The scariest thing now actually would be to knock out your internet, right? Like that's the worst thing you could do to a country because it's like all your infrastructure is using internet technology. Um, So back then, I mean, a true disaster would be like knocking out hyperspace.
0: Exactly. I I came to the same conclusion except I love your your added-on level of like the political commentary because my thought had been exactly you knock it out and it stays out and people can't travel. And then you have these two sects of Jedi living, like the people who are still in – the core who can still get around, and then you have all these stranded Jedi on the outskirts. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you're saying yeah.
2: there's a so there's a there's a virus in the system in the Nile, and to root them out, the they they yeah. maybe jammed Nava computers from the Starlight Station. They've used they've done something to. Are they jamming Nava computers? Or are they shutting down hyperlanes? Like, how is is it the EMP? Oh. Like, it's so they it's could
3: they science. could use that lighthouse as an anti-lighthouse. So it instead of guiding you places, it makes you not know where you're going ever. And you're just stuck wherever you are in space. That would be interesting.
0: What do we know about Starlight Station? I know you mentioned it, but didn't they just say it was a, it, it was from the era of the High Republic?
2: Yes, they did. In, uh, yeah. in,
0: in the Star Wars main run, I believe they talked so, about how
2: it meant to say, well, send signals to the far reaches.
0: What we could be missing is that you know this, this novel series is going to take place over a period of time that the High Republic continues past. So maybe Starlight Station is actually what solves the problem. Right? Like maybe there was an old station that the dial would blow up or destroy outright. And then where we get to is eventually the 20 years it takes to build Starlight Station, however long. You know, that's how long these hyperlanes are down or something. It'd be really interesting. Well, this is
2: also framed as a natural disaster, Mm. which Mm. I find kind of perplexing. So, oh, not perplexing. I think we have given Starlight Station a little bit too much credence in this disaster concept because it is quoted as a natural disaster a couple times
1: hmm. interesting.
2: So, interesting well
1: then i have no
2: other clue i have no yeah way. so we we saw no ships or like architecture or anything like that in this video it's really just Good Jedi point. heavy uh are you guys expecting anything you guys want to see jedi starfighters? you
1: yes see
2: new, yes yeah <laughs> yeah new, new freighters new kind of transports things
0: like that yeah yeah, that'll be, that'll be exciting. Um, and and hopefully bounty hunters know. were name-checked as well. There's definitely going to be bounty hunters. Like,
2: you Yeah, new bounty them?
3: hunters. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting
2: yeah. is they did the the level of pre-production that a film would do with all this concept art renderings and things like that. I wouldn't mind a visual dictionary to come out like at some point, maybe in phase two, that kind of goes <laughs> yeah. into
0: the Nile and, and explores some of these things. Grant, so the I can 100% guarantee you you're going to get that. <laughs> like, they, are, they made a visual dictionary for the video game. You're getting a visual dictionary for this because they're treating this also like... A movie right like they're going to have all of that stuff yeah. there's gonna be a visual dictionary there's going to be the concept art there's going to be every all those all those books right the encyclopedia they're going to have all those those additional material i'm sure because they in that video and so what we're referring to is there's a video on starwars.com that is an announcement video which is definitely worth watching like it is it, it is so it gets you so hyped for this the platform so we just mentioned um the book companies right the other ones that were mentioned were insight and DK and both of those, both those com- uh, book companies are the ones that do the visual dictionaries and the encyclopedias and things like that. Cool. So it's all tied in.
3: That's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I like that you mentioned actually, you know, the pre-production grant. And uh, I mean, it, this was more than just like a conference in, in that video, in the intro video, they have shots of whiteboards that they were using. Um, and it, and um, I have uh, Grant kindly sort of uh, took screen grabs yeah. and sent them around to us. And I have the most interesting one in front of me, or at least the most clear one. And so it's got three columns. Um, one's called fiction, and underneath they have adjectives describing what fiction is. Um, in the center it says Star Wars with a heart, and it's just sort of like, what is Star Wars? And then the third column is Star Wars wishes, and it's sort of like all the ideas that they they wish to have there. Um, and this, this spurred an offline conversation that we're having and, you know, core world news is trying to consider where we're going in the future always. Um, but one of them is like, that fascinates me is, is the architecture of star Wars. Like what is star Wars? Um, and I, I've actually made my own list cause nerd, um, and and because we're constantly thinking about new you know new ideas and what comes next and we're I'm sure there'll be new episodes coming up where we talk about that, but uh-huh. on their list for Star Wars with the heart they have um, not pro war which is important but hard when you're called Star Wars, yep um, droids scope was a word mythic which I think should have been the first word uh-huh. um, space and lightsaber battles uh, no single
1: main, main, no si- main, character.
3: main character yeah. Uh, and the Force. Um, that's at least what we can see. And then also um, for Star Wars Wishes, which I think... Oh, wait, there's
0: one more that you're missing at the very bottom, which is complicated monsters.
3: Oh, I am missing that one. Okay, complicated monsters, which is like, I don't know why they had to use complicated, not just like normal monsters. They need to be complicated monsters.
0: I think they were referring to like Vader and and um, oh, okay. I think that's what they mean by monsters, is my guess, are the bad, bad
3: guys. Metaphorical monsters, no. yeah. yeah. Um, also, I'm, I'm going to just run through through wishes as well and then maybe we yeah, can talk do. about all the stuff but um so wishes they had high republic interesting that was the first one they got uh, that uh relic hunters uh same same here relic hunters please mm-hmm. uh university which we've talked a lot about um but i i like the fact that we we've talked about sort of the harry potterization of like the next chapter of star wars would be fascinating but when you when you talk it, about it in the terms of university i mean that's sort of like a more elevated um development or like educational experience so that i thought that was kind of cool and an interesting differentiation uh dinosaurs
0: <laughs> with an exclamation point
2: afterwards I yeah
3: guess. yes yeah, all, <laughs> dinosaurs I mean, should always have an exclamation yeah, point. yeah out.
2: always welcome dinosaurs Sure. absolutely
3: yeah. uh representation slash diversity um here here uh what does it say? Aquarium I, Legends? I think it's Arthurian. Ar, Ar, Legends.
2: Arthurian
3: Legends. Yes. Yeah. Uh Rival Houses, which Although is... I
2: do want to see Aquarium Legends. <laughs> yeah, I'm good either way.
3: That's a trap. Um <laughs> And then uh, Sith Empire, Chaos Agents and Splinter Group Force Users. Oh man. I've never seen three words that that yeah. sing to my soul more than Splinter Group Force Users. Um, so
0: yeah, one thing I want to mention is so what we know from the announcement video is we're getting the High Republic. We're getting um representation slash diversity. We're getting our theory and legends. yeah, um, so my guess is we're getting all of these <laughs> in yeah. some way or another because all so so that makes me very excited because I do literally want every single thing I see on this list,
1: yeah,
3: totally, totally, really exciting. I mean, like really exciting new concepts that people are I mean and I could, I mean like that's a really for 10 bullet points those are radical ideas for Star Wars that are all fascinating and any one of them could spurn their own series so um very cool stuff very cool stuff totally. so yeah so that uh, that gives me hope here for this next um for this next chapter and you know I I love the books and I love the comics um but I'd love to see some live uh, action arm on this someday um, and I, I hope we get it.
0: If it's big, it will. Like it'll spawn. It'll, <laughs> it'll happen. They're not planning on it. And they're very clear stating that that this is supposed to only be here because you know you don't want to. You don't want to force your. You don't want to show your hand, right? Or right. force it down people's right. throats. But like yeah, it's and then a there's going to
3: be toys, and there's going to be games, and there's going to yeah. be like puzzles, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Next season,
0: cases. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years, if these are big in the publishing world, there might be a cartoon or a live action Disney Plus or a movie. Yeah. Like it's open. I also just really wanna know I that might be my goal to to just figure out who put dinosaurs on that list when they were brainstorming. <laughs> I really need to know if it was like was it who was it? And I'm trying to like I know a lot of these authors based on like not knowing them personally but reading them and I'm trying to figure out which one of them said dinosaurs. If I had to if I had to guess I'd say Daniel Jose Alder because I think he has
2: a middle grade reader that's about dinosaurs uh, in New York yeah. or something.
0: I was kind of leaning towards him too, and I don't know why. And I didn't know that about him. It was funny. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, I'd love to pick that
2: book up actually. And give it. To, I'd read it and then give it to my niece. Um, nonetheless, I woke up last night and in a cold sweat, and I was thinking to myself, <laughs> "Dude, they are right now, or they probably already have created a new Jedi Council." Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you yeah. guys believe that? That's incredible to me. That's like. The council's so iconic, like Lucas's council is so iconic that to see this all or to read about this all new council is going to be crazy. Just to find it, you know, and obviously, there's obviously they probably won't explore a character that's entitled the grand, a Jedi grandmaster. Uh, and Yoda has been titled that a couple times, but I'm interested yeah. to see who's leading the council in yeah. this era.
3: I think, I think, um, Yoda was the first grandmaster. This is just a I'm I'm if I remember correctly but I'm not sure but I think he was I think it was like they fight, they I think because he lives forever they make him like the grand master and that that's a very rare thing. Uh, that might be actually out of the path of the Jedi so sorry about the sort of vague um connotations but I don't think I don't know that there was another grand master ever. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I don't see the title used often. I think they're all just Jedi Master of equal tier, but um, uh, nonetheless, yeah, there, there, there will is, be some
0: kind of a leading figure. I imagine in that council.
3: Yeah, so someone's got to no, lead. If you go
0: to Wikipedia, there's no canon entry for Grand Master Jedi Grand Master, but there is a Wikipedia. There is a Legends, which is right. um, pretty much just Yoda. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's it. Was now that my my memories are coalescing, they, um it was in Path of the Jedi, and it was one of the side um, comments by uh that i think obi-wan was talking about like oh it's like they made yoda grandmaster and that never happened before you know um yeah. yeah but so is is yoda on the council in the high republic
1: well
2: yeah i i i really I don't not. want yoda to be there yeah. i i don't want that i i think that's very special for for lucas to have been the one who who had yoda be this this you know major player in the council i think that's kind of that goes with that territory. And I what if like he's a
3: minor a player on, on the council, like he's an up and comer?
2: Yeah, I can see that. He's definitely like a prospective you know consular. He'll be uh, he'll be there soon, obviously mm-hmm. in this series. But it, but I think in, it, it's been confirmed in print somewhere that Yoda's been training Jedi for eight hundred years. Uh. So he's been a Jedi for a very long time. So he yeah. very well could
0: be on the council then. So I, think, I, I I think we find out why he's on the council in this series sure yeah i think that's part of one of the side stories will probably be his his rise to council to be a council um i want to see him if he's anywhere i want to see him in the wild west on the outskirts yeah 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 that'd be fun i, I wouldn't mind him being kind of a minor player like a,
2: just a side side character mm-hmm. that you know and it really drops a, a knowledge bomb on someone when they need it you know like like I, that would be great if if he's not a major character but he's he's there yeah. and what he says is pertinent and, and yeah and,
0: Yoda should always be used sparingly. <laughs> That's my
3: right. My,
0: yeah, uh,
3: I mean, is there? Yeah, you go, Ben. Sorry, one one last Yoda comment. I, I mean, if if he's been training Jedi for nine hundred years, and this is two hundred years before we, you know, his passing, like this could actually be his his movement to Grandmaster. You know, mm-hmm. in theory, he could be Grandmaster for two hundred years. Right. um but uh, so you know, I think it's more likely that than just getting on the council, like to be it. I don't know. I, I don't know. It would be cool either way. Honestly, imagine right. being a Jedi for 700 years and then being put on the council.
0: Right. So don't you feel like Yoda is the type of person, similar like Qui-Gon, the type of person who is reluctant to be on the council.
3: Yeah.
1: Don't feel
0: like Yoda was so much more one-on-one teaching that he just didn't want him to be doing things. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting.
3: And the sad truth is he was totally corrupted too. Yeah. Uh, it's a bummer or blinded like he, blinded i
2: uh, would say blinded yeah
3: i yeah. mean yeah i mean not corrupted in a malevolent way but yeah yeah it was just sort of like he lost sight of the forest in the trees you know mm-hmm. you
0: yeah. know i think why i am so excited about this is i've been kind of processing it is is you know for it's not to build it up by you know breaking down the prequels but i think one of the weaknesses of the prequels are the weaknesses of all prequels, right? We know where the story ends, and and it's and it has to it has a very limited direction it can go. It has to end at a certain point, and yes, we know that this has to eventually lead to the world we see in the Phantom Menace, but that's two hundred years before. So, right. and they were selling, they were talking about this in the previews and with the authors. Like it is really wide open for these creators to do what they want with it, and I'm so excited to get that kind of full creative, you know ability just out there with all these amazing writers.
2: That's what makes me think it's problematic to bring in yoda because if you do bring Mm -hmm. in yoda you then have to start making these you have to start creating these metaphors about the decline of the jedi you have to maybe if if my prediction turns out to be true where you see two jedi knights fall in love i think yoda has to be witness to that and that's why he's wary of attachment with anakin and all this kind of stuff like you have to there's a lot of ground Mm -hmm. you have to cover if you bring yoda in whereas if you don't bring yoda in he's a side character you can really let these authors explore all new characters all new dynamics And not yeah, weighted, weighted down with kind of that 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 pre premeditated you know setup stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I completely, completely agree.
2: Yeah, and I'm guessing the authors feel the same way. I don't think anyone's probably <laughs> clamoring to to play with Yoda. Yeah, and John yeah. Favreau and, and Dave Filoni are playing with Yoda. You know, he's their star character right now. And not, I mean, not it's not Yoda, no, but, but it's nonetheless it's yeah. a character. A Yoda. Yeah, A Yoda. <laughs> not the capital B Yoda. <laughs> Um, is there a chance? Is there a chance we see a differently structured government, or are we going to get the cha- chancellor and
0: senate? And it's probably going to know. It's probably going to be pretty close to that. would be my guess as well. You know, but I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts,
3: Ben? We'll see. I mean, I, I'm, if it's like more of an Arthurian like template, like, will there be a monarch? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it. it may, if it's they should be in full democracy mode like they you know if it's the high republic it's a republic and by nature by nature it should be a democracy right like i don't know yeah um and and they're trying to expand or trying to bring people into the into the fray we'll see i don't know
0: yeah so you brought up uh grant you brought up the um uh the mandalorians so my question is do we know what's going on with mandalore 200 years bby
2: yeah that's a major that's a major question i mean uh and fabro we know that the the there was a war between the jedi and the mandalorians so i, I can't yeah. see i can't I, I can't see why they wouldn't explore that in some some form you know yeah um, so yeah i'd be interested in that yeah and Mandal- a... mandalore himself i mean is the is the Ooh. the helm or the yeah is the is the title of mandalore active is someone leading the mandalorians as mandalore you know man or woman is 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 there a mandalore in the galaxy that's also really interesting
3: yeah that would be awesome to like actually learn more about the mandalorians as we go forward in mandalorian season two and then learn more, you know, have it connect to their origins because it does feel like the Mandalorians like Mandalorian is going back. They're like their their tribe is reverting back to the tenets that made them strong in the first place. So it'd be really cool to see these parallel stories happen.
2: Yeah. Do you guys want the kind of slow burn reveals uh that were kind of in play with the grisk? Or do you want the, the Nile to be like explored right up front and kind of we understand a lot about them? Early and maybe the first book, huh? Because the Grisk are really being played long term. Like really? <laughs> we really, we just get dri- dri- you know drip fed you
0: know, information yeah, about them. Uh, yeah, the Grisk feel very much like they're there to just be there. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't yeah. know, but but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like not to again to pull the whole Vector Prime thing because man, does that have its issues? But I do like that half of that first book is is cutting in between the first use on long we meet and your cover and so we get exposed to their tenant beliefs throughout that first book pretty quickly and i'd like that like i would like to know what the tenant beliefs of the nihilists that see i'm calling them nihilists now the nihil are <laughs>
3: we believe in book. nothing
0: yeah you know, they <laughs> everything but what they believe in if it is nothing that's fine but like i'd like your to girlfriend
3: know that cut off it. her toe <laughs> <laughs> the nihilist you cry babies <laughs>
2: Just scorched earth tragedy uh, strategy. <laughs> yeah, just burn planets down. Don't even use the resources.
3: Oh, that must be exhausting.
2: <laughs> um, so anything else we you guys want to cover before we jump off this topic?
3: I think we laid a pretty good groundwork on this. Yeah. this uh, well, we're, we're certain to be talking about it more. But um, right. Really exciting. It's so great to see like a a real like post Lucas star wars concept um and to see all these hardcore star wars fans and accomplished writers yeah like I, really
1: you
3: know break new ground it's it's really exciting time to be a star wars fan
0: i'm so jealous i would have loved to have been in that room just watching them work i literally oh, sat in the corner yes. and not said a thing and just watched i would have been so yeah. happy yeah. i would have I would have stood up and clapped for the person who wrote Dinos- <laughs> dinosaur
3: <that laughs> just just
0: slow
2: clap <laughs> yeah
3: awesome awesome
2: yeah so now we just have to wait till august yeah just. yeah that's about right yeah uh, and star wars celebration do you guys think
0: this is going to flavor star wars celebration do yes. you guys think it's going to be uh, heavily yeah. featured yeah i think it's going to be the main push because i don't think they they quite know what's going on in movie side right now and the show side's a little in, i don't want to say chaos but everything's you know up in the air a little bit with the show stuff so it's going to be mandalorian season two and the high republic i think that's going to be celebration this year um yeah, and by the way, everyone if you want to pre-order your books on your, you know, your secret corporate overlords um or lots not so secret, it's available to pre-order. I have done so for really? all of That's yes. right. It's also like a, like a bestseller on Amazon already. Right? Yeah, I I partly but... to blame for that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. got them all. They're all going to be I, all pre-ordered and coming. Oh, so you can pre-order all of them. I thought oh, it was yeah. just the Light of the Jedi. Oh, oh i to do that right now. I, I, got, I think there's like three or four in the series. I think three because there's the comics. I think I pre-ordered all all of them. But yeah,
2: yeah. it'd be definitely important to get the number ones in this in this new era. You know, mm-hmm, like number mm-hmm, ones mm-hmm, comics mm-hmm. and things
0: like that. So yeah, be cool. Oh yeah, cannot wait.
2: Kristen,
1: all right, this is
0: the segment where we talk about the. Uh, it's been a slow drip the last few weeks as they've been kind of restarting the run, but this week we have Star Wars number three, The Destiny Path Part Three, that checks out, by Sewell, says Prianto, Cowles, Silva, and Guru EFX. Here's uh, a short summary. All right, the gang, Luke, Leia, and Lando, returned to Cloud City to accomplish three separate missions— Luke is searching for his lightsaber while Lando plays Saboteur, and Leia tries to learn the ins and outs of carbonite freezing, quite literally.
1: Oh! Oh!
2: I like that. (laughs) Perfect summary. Perfect summary, Adam. Oh, uh,
0: thank you. I am am clapping.
2: Golf clapping Uh, in here. I did that half asleep in my office. (laughs) So I was, when I was reading it, I'm
0: like, did I write this? Who wrote this?
2: What I'm just it? happy someone did a summary because we could read the crawls that are in the, you know, in the front of these comics, but they're just too lengthy. It's like, why not just jump into a summary? Yeah. A quick summary. Um, yeah, there's a the lot idea. to dive into, but I don't want to hit all the big yeah. points. I absolutely loved the beginning of this comic where mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Admiral Zira and Gore and they're, mm. she's talking about the destruction of the first Death Star and how like, shrapnel from the Death Star like smashed into their Star Destroyer. Creating these massive gashes in the in the the star destroyer, and she refused to actually like mend or fix them because it's like as commemorative to like the people who died and the event and all. It's really beautiful, interesting scene to begin with. Yeah. uh,
0: And what's the name of the star destroyer? Talking will. Will Will. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we first see it with these two giant gashes right going through it. Yeah. And I had this moment of Star Wars anxiety while I was reading it, going, "What did I miss? What, where's this thing from? Like, what is like?" I, I felt <laughs> right. like, so behind, and I got so nervous that I'd something. And I was like, "What? What did I miss?" And then they go on to explain it, and it's such a like, <laughs> yeah. it's such a great story. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I love that
3: Star Wars anxiety is a real thing because I like yeah. actually totally. I'm like, oh no, it's a detail that I should know, and I don't know it. And um, and I, now I'm gonna have to go through every comic I every know. again just to figure it out. But no, yeah. That is that's funny. I, I I've feel-
2: told you guys this like a hundred times. But when Tarkin dies in New Hope, like it's my head cannon that he's like screaming or shouting an order and mm-hmm. then it, like explodes. But it, I rewatched it, New Hope, like a hundred times, and that's not what happens. Like he's
3: yeah. just no, he's
2: staring off and like be- he's very calm, very calm. <laughs> my head so- cannon is yes. that he's yes. shouting. I, and I was like, oh, that fits this <laughs> beginning scene so well. Yeah, But, uh, but hey,
0: don't we get kind of get that in uh, with the uh, Admiral, uh, uh, Grand Admiral? What's his name in Rise of Skywalker? Um, uh, uh, Pride. Uh, right? Pride. Pride. Yeah. Olivia Isn't he Pride. screaming, or am I now, or am I making it up when he finally bites it? Spoiler, well, he gets, or he gets
3: pushed know. through the um, front canopy. On
0: canopy, as he's like kind of running, right? I don't remember, but it's it's pretty great.
1: Anyway, yeah, I, I Rise be...
0: of Skywalker, it's pretty good. I don't
2: think anyone's died. I don't think any Imperial Admiral has died like <laughs> screaming yet. And I'm like that it's prone to happen at some point. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love the opening of this. I, uh, fun that they're going back to cloud city, but also confusing for my, my own, my own ideas of what happened after the empire strikes back. Cause I think uh, you'd think where you lost your hand would be a very, like, it'd be very traumatic to go back to that place or it's the last place you'd ever want to go. And Luke's going back and it's like,
1: yeah.
0: It's just it, kind of confusing to me. It threw me for a bit of a loop. Like, I feel like they left and immediately came back, right? So it, it is odd. I don't hate what they did once they got there, but it took me a little while to be like, oh, okay, this is what happened, apparently. It does, does remind me of my days
2: playing with action figures where I'd take them from mm-hmm. one <laughs> play set to another and then back to that same play
0: set <laughs> and invent a new story. <laughs> yeah. Or,
1: yeah, so. or if you only in a sandbox,
0: every oh, story you took place on <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs>
1: right.
0: And then something you know what,
3: that anecdote was even better the second time.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Well, I was trying to be all natural.
3: <laughs> it was a group <laughs> anecdote, too, so I just thought that was, I was like, wow, is this Tejabu? No, I liked it better the second time. Thank you. Let's see if we can do it again. A third time might be too much, but then the fourth time will be even funnier. There
2: we go. So weird that Bespin has, like, turbo lasers looking identical to the ones that are on the Death Star. I never thought that technology was kind of shared. I thought that was
0: Imperial. I thought it was proprietary.
3: Well, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Grant, because those are um, default stock um, uh, Imperial turbo lasers. They are modular and they can be put anywhere. Um, they, I think they were actually first, well, yeah, so I guess they were first on the Star Destroyers, but there was a, there still is a game called uh, Star Wars Commander? I think it's called that <laughs> yeah, I, I played and right. spent more money than I'm even really, like, would ever admit to anyone, including myself, on it. Um, it. It's super fun, but they that's one of the first things you get are those blasters, but they've used them in Rebels um, around the defending the comm tower there. Um, mm. and actually we see uh Zeb um, shooting one, which is pretty cool. But um yeah, so they I think they can drop those things anywhere. So right, it that's, makes that's, sense that's like that's they've stupid. taken it over, bam, we're putting in our own defenses. Yeah. And that's that.
2: That's good to know. Only our in galaxy arms dealer, Ben, would know that. Yeah,
0: seriously. <laughs>
3: that's, <laughs> that's right. Good job. You yeah. want to buy a DL sixteen, I got a bunch. <laughs> um, cool. What else uh, do we
0: have? Uh, like that Lando's little arm thing that he used to wake up. Um uh, 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 wow! Robot. Thank you. My brain just stopped right in the middle of that sentence. But that little arm thing he used to wake up Lobot does a lot more apparently around Cloud City. Oh yeah, Is that he uses that to like disperse the gases and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Crush some stormtroopers yeah. under a door.
3: Yeah, he can draw the doors with them too. That's yeah. How many switches are on that Apple Watch? <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm really interested to see the storyline with Lando, wherein he no longer wants to. Be on Cloud City. in. I mean, in the Rise of Skywalker, he lives in like a, a tank on Hasana. Well, how did I that happen?
1: Real- how did that happen? He seems to be
2: <sighs> and, and, and loyal I think, and, and loving of Bespin and I
0: think we're going to see that story now because, spoiler alert, Lobot is like jacked in to the entire thing. And I don't think. Lobot's going to make it out of this one alive, guys. <laughs> when your eyes are
2: fully white or like yeah. rolled back in the back yeah. of your head, like it's never a good sign.
0: And I think that's going to be Lando's <laughs> call to action. I think that's going to be what pushes him over the edge to be a full rebel that we see him in return. Yeah. I forget, at the end of Tross, do we see
2: a Star Destroyer above Bespin, like above Cloud City?
3: Yes. 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 We do. I think it's we do. one of two places we see falling um, Star Destroyers. Yeah. Just there and Endor.
0: It's yeah. an interesting the choice. moon though. of Endor. Very interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to get a Billy D going back to Cloud City series at some point. Um, with
2: uh, Di- John. Disney Plus? Yeah. Disney Plus?
0: <laughs> I really do. I'm not even kidding. No, no. I would love that. Yeah. Love
3: that if back. we say it enough, it might happen. So let's do it. Oh,
0: yeah. That'd be great. Um, None of those shots are by accident. They're all marketing for Disney Plus. Yeah. The last 20 minutes of that movie is, here's what's coming in Disney Plus. <laughs> Well, I thought Billy did did a great
2: job. I do. I I'm exactly. not, again, when I again said there's more yeah. of us. I love that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was like sneaky favorite character. I had no expectations for him in yeah. that movie. I just wanted him to be there and I'd be like, super. But um yeah, his conversation with Poe was one of the highlights of that movie for me. Agreed. Who do you think
2: who do you think's performance was the most compelling out of all the original
3: trilogy characters? That's Billy D. Oh, you mean in the sequel trilogy? Yeah. Well, oh, well, I mean, uh, out of all three things, I—I I mean, all I
2: f- all four, yeah, all four c- legacy characters. Oh. I feel like I, my, for me, it's Leia and the Last Jedi, and just mm-hmm. some of those stoic poses that she has. It's like a it's really cinematic good.
0: gold to me.
2: Uh, of oh, course, cool. Luke's dialogue and uh, Harrison
0: Ford. Harrison, I think Harrison Ford <laughs> with the combo of, of the, the the catwalk scene, and then juxtaposed next to the scene on the Death Star wreckage, like yeah. I want to watch those two scenes just back to back forever and ever. Yeah. yeah, and that's some of the best Harrison Ford I've ever seen. Agreed. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was fantastic. I've got to go with uh, Luke though. Mm-hmm. I think like Luke on Acto was, I mean, was an amazing performance, and it was really like the whole. You I don't know. I followed Luke through the whole range of emotions from like totally like disillusioned hermit to, you know, hero again. Yeah. And I don't know
2: if you guys saw that behind the scenes uh, moment where Luke is grieving Han and he's actually weeping, I think, in that scene. And it was, yeah. uh, it was cut. Ryan cut it from the film, but just spectacular acting from. from yeah.
3: I mean, when he kisses um, Leia on the forehead.
0: Yeah.
2: It's so good.
3: I mean, the, the whole the whole journey. I mean, there was there was a lot more Luke. Um, yeah. act you know scenes than there were any other character, but mm-hmm. that was great. But in uh, Rise of Skywalker, I, I would say Lando. Yeah, um, that was my my you know that was a really heartwarming, interesting, and it just felt like Lando. I mean, they all did a great job, but Billy yeah. Dee, like he was just riding a bike, man. He just got back back on that Lando machine and did it.
0: I totally support that. I think you're right. I think of all the characters, he's the most his connection, like. It, it seems the clearest to me. He doesn't seem like a different person. Right. Um, but uh, I mean, I love the fact that we all, we all asked that question and very organically, we all named every single person that we could have chosen. <laughs> so clearly yeah. we think they all did yeah. wonderful work. Yeah. They <laughs> did really all did. I just, I wanted to pose
2: that question because you Same know, I, a lot a lot of people talk about, you know, I, younger actors and Adam driver kind of overshadow everyone. And it's kind sure. of, yeah, I just want to give the original trilogy actress a fair yeah. shake. And uh, yeah, the performances are great. And just in this in this Lando, I feel like it's very different from the one we saw in Tross. And so I just that comparison is really interesting. Like, when did he stop caring about Bespin in Cloud City? Like, that is very compelling to me. I cannot yeah. wait to... to, to I, again, I really think we're in the middle of that story. Um, so who, who wants to reveal the big uh, the big event that happens at the end of this?
1: Uh, Should we reveal
3: it? Should we... I guess we have to. You mean yeah, you know, yeah, Adam already kind of did.
0: Well, I, well. I guess, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, well, quickly, quickly, Lu- quickly,
2: Luke goes down to like the smelting pits to like, or the junkyards to like find his saber, and it's just like heaps and piles and just miles right. and miles of junk, and he can't. Find it. He he seems like he's not going to be able to find it. But um, more so with Leia and what she's doing, I think that is quite
0: surprising. Yeah. So what Leia is trying to do, we the decide without reveal, it, is she's. It seems to me that she had gone back to try to figure out how to. Unfreeze someone from Carbonite. Just figure out the system. Is that your reading? Yep, yeah. that was my reading. Yep.
3: All right. uh, okay, that's why she was there. Okay, yeah. yeah, she was like, "What are the yeah?" And then, wouldn't you know it, she runs into the two most competent stormtroopers in the entire like history <laughs> of Star Wars.
2: Insta stun. Just yeah, like get right? the job done, stormtroopers well, like you've never seen before.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I love that they actually they radio back to the the commander and they're like I'm pretty sure this is a rebel shouldn't we like do some advancing and he's like no protocol and they're like all right you're the boss but like actually they had the most prized possession in the rebellion in their hands and um, yeah we're defeated yeah. by incompetence at the top which never happens.
2: Well, he, does, happen. he did say he t- did say uh, uh, take some blasted initiative every once in a while. Don't bother me with trivialities. And I was like, <laughs> that's what you want to, that's like the one thing as an admiral you want to say to stormtroopers. Cause I feel like every time they have to go deal with some kind of threat, they like take too long. Yep. <laughs> they yeah. They don't know what to do. They radio someone. Like it's just like, uh, he just said the perfect line to, 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 to for, uh, of which I'll, I've always wanted to say to stormtroopers. <laughs> if I was but, a
3: right admiral. But the, I mean, the irony is they were taking initiative and were doing the right thing. Sure. <laughs> and they, they did the initiative instead of just like, yeah, carding her off, which, yeah, kind of funny. Um, yeah. And then um, Leia gets frozen in carbonite. <laughs>
2: yep. That happens. That happens. After Empire Strikes Back, folks, Leia yes. gets frozen in
0: carbonite. So Grant texted me before I got a chance to read this the cover of, of the next chapter. Oh, and boy. And it's Darth Vader looking at um frozen oh, yeah. carbonite and i wrote back to him like, i said i think i wrote back to his like covers lie and i couldn't because i assumed it was just a lie and then i couldn't believe what she actually got frozen because i hadn't read it so i didn't know how it ended and i'm like it's not gonna oh it sure ended that way okay oh.
3: I, th- I think adam you said at one point like because obviously they can't meet right like Leia right. and, and and Vader can't meet but you are like unless they get frozen in carbonite or something like <laughs> Did so, i call like,
1: this I think you have, of yeah, I think stuff.
3: in like a throw one of you in a throwaway line was like well they can't meet unless you know unless something dumb happens like she gets frozen in carbonite and in- internally sure they're hmm
0: like, and they wrote that <laughs> once yeah get, yeah it's proving they're listening and I want my check
3: I yeah, want well, my check I just yeah I just want a job
0: yeah, seriously.
2: Yeah. I, I think some people may be listening because I was quite critical of like that Dark Champion storyline, especially the end of it, where he's like, We're all champions. And I feel like <laughs> maybe some of the creators are listening, and I feel very bad about what I said about that. And I really like that storyline. Like I thought that was great. I just thought that that one part was a little hokey. I was like, I that was a groaner. I was just like, all right, uh we're champions because your last name is Chan." All
1: right.
3: <laughs> I was like, but, I just thought that was on brand, like, you like, uh your last name's Champion. They even, like, you know, <laughs> Han makes fun of him for it. Like, it's just sort of this, like, oh, this guy's such a tool. And then, of course, like, he has to, like, prove that he's a tool with that line.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, I think it was also the kind of pulpiness of, like, that yes. whole situation where they're, like, fighting Vader, and it's, like, all, f- all four of them or whatever. Yeah. I was like, all right, I, yeah, I, I feel bad about you know, being too critical on that stuff. But, uh, yeah. Sometimes we as fans have, you know, our own ideas about what could have happened in these sure. certain timelines and I feel like it's fine to have thoughts
0: about these things.
2: Yeah,
1: it's yeah. fine.
0: I'll re- I'll happily read the next book and how this is what happened apparently and I will adjust as I always adjust. It yeah. doesn't ruin anything. It's just not what I thought had happened and that's yeah. cool. That's fine. Yeah. And I in, you know, I I
2: put, I really love these comics so I really do put them like if I have my DVD rack like I would put my Star Wars main run comics between each D P D because that's how I view them. I view them as canon and just as strong narrative material as the films, you know, so yeah. I really do hold them in high stature.
0: Me too. Do you think we're next issue? We might find out who caught the lightsaber or do you think this is just going to be epi- issue six of this thing that we finally find out? <laughs> Mara Jade, man. You I know, them. I know, but I want to know what I want. I want. I can't wait to be proven right. I, I to- am
2: so excited for those like red locks to like spill out of that hood.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, If it's not Mar Jade, i I'm gonna feel burned, and then I'm yes. gonna criticize it again, and then I'm gonna apologize again on a later episode. There you go.
3: <laughs> I would love for those red jades to spill. Uh, red jades, red hair, locks to spill out of that hood. <laughs> and then, but not see your face, and like that's it. Like I, I'm beginning to think we're not going to know. I mean, because yeah. Luke can't confront that person, right? No. Because he'd just be like, "Give me my lightsaber <laughs> back," <Yeah. laughs> um, which we know didn't happen.
1: Yeah. So
3: it's just like, it, but and then I didn't realize it, but he saw a vision of a person grabbing that.
0: Yes, we um, don't even know lightsaber. if that's what happened.
3: Right. But so I guess he doesn't really know. But I was like, well, if you saw a vision of it, then that's what happened, and you're not going to find it in the garbage chute, you know? But um, hmm. whatever. He's a he's just a kid. He's learning.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking maybe she could like turn the crystal purple and use it, and like all this kind of stuff. But we know that's pretty much intact when Ray gets it. Like it's
3: right it hasn't yeah.
2: been uh, hasn't been manipulated in any way.
3: Right, anything can happen. If uh, Leia can get frozen in carbonite, it can be turned purple and then turned back blue. Who knows? <laughs> I have.
0: I have I mean, yeah. I have a new theory. It's Maz Kodata standing on top of Yoda's shoulders
3: <laughs> in a I'm Jedi robe suit. Yeah, it was st- black gloves on. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: I'll stick to my Warba slash Larsonteka.
3: Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. two picks. Yeah, I think Warba is probably the call. Though it did look pretty masculine for a... I think I don't know. I, I'll take Mara Jade over because Warba was like kind of slight. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, yeah. it was a pretty masculine hand. I'm just going to say that. Maybe that's too gender normative <laughs> for this show. But um, I'm
0: offended, Ben. I uh, know, yeah, yeah, you're Let's, canceled now. Listen, um, if
3: anyone knows hand genders. Nice knowing
0: me. you. <laughs> I, but that's also why I think it's going to end up being a woman. Because I think there's a little misdirect. You know what I mean? Yeah. With that, I think they tried to draw it to, to make people think it's a man. That's my guess. But we'll see.
2: Yeah, I, I could not see. tell the gender of that robed figure at all. So, so
0: I'm completely in the dark. Probably won't see for another three months. So who knows if we'll even remember <laughs> by then who did it? And in fact, uh, in terms of comics, nothing next week. So we got to wait another couple weeks before the next one. I think. So man, they're really they're really dripping these out. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm used to the slow drip. Yeah, I'm okay with the reset. It was, it. You know, it was getting a little it was getting a little overflowed there when we had like three a week to cover. I, I kind of like it, but. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the new the new runs. So I'm kind of jonesing, but we're eventually going to get Bounty Hunter's number one. That should be coming in the next oh, couple weeks, right? Yeah,
3: can't yeah. wait for that one. That one's and then nice. we got
0: uh, Doctor Aphra number one coming, I think, next month.
2: Very excited for that. Yeah. Afra is, is entering my like top three favorite character list. Like I yeah. love Doctor Aphra, big fan.
3: All right, well, um, we will see, won't we? Mm-hmm. So, good news there are actually two games out Um, Battlefront uh, 2 and uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is uh, great. So, if you play the video games, you have two choices. Um, So, news about both games, actually. Um, The first being that uh, it was reported um, that there is a sequel in the works for Jedi Fallen Order, and it's due out. um, And there actually is a date that's been. been leaked um so it's well not an exact date but the fall 2022 um mm. they're expecting to see that sequel um so yeah what do you guys uh think about that i know we're all fans of that game you got adam platinumed it right
0: yeah uh, good to know what i'm gonna be doing in the fall of 2022 now <laughs> yeah i'm gonna let adam go first because he did absolutely everything you can do in that I, game <laughs> <laughs> i'm very excited to do everything i possibly do in the second one <laughs> I, I love that game it's exactly not exactly what I was like where i'm looking for an open world but it's it's my type of game it's one of my types of games so i really enjoyed it and you know it makes sense that they're able to they, i'm sure they've been working on the sequel before that one is even done and they have the shell of everything they need so yeah, I just, I hope they do a good job. I hope they're not rushing it. That's my only fear with sometimes when these things happen. A rushed sequel video game can sometimes be right. a clunker, but I trust them.
2: Well, I love the the pairing of Marin and, and Cal because mm-hmm. uh, Marin has that kind of like Dathamiri like uh, night Sister magic and then Cal is obviously a, a Jedi in hiding and it's that's a fascinating duo. Like that is the kind of duo that would make a great comic. You know what I mean? Like yeah, different powers. It's 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 almost stepping in like superhero territory with like the the different aesthetic of the powers and things like that. But um, uh, it's super interesting. Like I I hope Marin is playable in the second game. That's my big wish. Is like would love to play as Marin. I I think Calcastus is interesting. I've always been you know uh, wishing we could get a Ahsoka game where Ahsoka is the lead character. I think she is a fascinating character. I think she looks so visually. Yeah. stunning and is this awesome kind of Ronin if you think about it and mm-hmm. uh,
1: uh,
2: but Marin is really cool I really like her design I think she's a really really cool looking character and
0: uh, I want to play as, I want to play as that character I want to use that, that night sister magic yeah I love that This is one of my favorite characters in the entire thing so yeah. I, I'm down for that what do you think Ben
3: well uh, you remember I know um, Adam you've played pretty much every Assassin's Creed right most of them, yeah. I've been,
0: oh, I, yeah, the last couple, I I fell off of mostly because of time constraints. Did but. you
3: play the London one with the brother and sister? Yes. Yeah. So that's sort of what I I, I envisioned, where you sort of oscillate back and forth between the two characters. That would yeah. be really cool That'd to be great. sort of or pick, you know, which one you want to specialize more than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. And that actually got me thinking: like, what if they change the format? Like, so they have all the, um, what what's the word I'm looking for? um elements resources materials what's it called in video games items
2: uh, uh um you know
3: like for yeah. practically for making the video game it's um
2: uh, collectibles uh no no like no, like I do you don't know understand. what i mean
3: like it's like they, they already have all the renderings they have all the backgrounds they have all oh, like, the
2: assets the assets, assets
3: thank you yeah, so they you have go. all the assets um and so I wonder if they can actually change the game up. Like I wonder if it'll be an even more open world experience and it's more like an Assassin's Creed, um, totally. you know, new planets. I mean, uh, if that was a pretty open world experience, actually. It was
0: uh, much more open world than I was expecting. Me too. Yeah. yeah.
3: What
2: um, I really wanted was crowds and I wanted like Jedi mind trick and I wanted the stealth aspect of being a Jedi in hiding, which was just not in that game at all. And I thought that would be that could be super interesting if that was explored in a sequel. You know, if they did a sequel to this game, and he still has to remain in hiding. Be well, interesting if yeah, you get seen by a, a stormtrooper, then you mind trick him. You don't have to engage combat. Like the game felt very yeah. combat heavy in a weird way where I'm like, you know, if Cal really did, you know, uh take in the teachings of his master, you
0: th- you don't think I don't think he would cut down every stormtrooper. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, and the other thing is like the end of the story, you know, spoilers if you haven't gotten to the end of it is that he makes the decision to destroy the holocron, right? So he's Yeah. He's, he's basically made the decision to go completely in hiding. So, my wonder is that maybe it is more evasive, right? More trying to sneak around. And maybe instead of, like, an Assassin's Creed, where you literally just have different people you have to assassinate, he has different, like, force sensitives that he wants to save, right? And get away from the Empire. Like, maybe mm-hmm. that's the story. Yeah. Which yeah. would make it more open worldy, more Assassin's Creed-like.
3: But, you know, he, he has a relationship with the Partisans. I wonder yeah. if he just becomes, you know, like, if they pretty much firmly decide not like to leave all the other force sensitives to their fate and to the will of the force. Um, so maybe he doesn't do that at all. Like maybe mm-hmm. he just becomes a revolutionary and, you know, and just like, it would make sense for them to be like, how can we hurt the empire sure. and sort of be their own yeah. sort of band of rebels? I mean, they have a great ensemble cast now. Um,
2: I could totally see the natural evolution of him using a blaster. Maybe the very first mission, they're like, "Hey, you know, you we, uh, they'll the purge, oh, okay. there's there's a purge trooper, you know, battalion here. Like, there's too many for you to take on. Like, you have to use a blaster. That way, it gives you like lightsaber and blaster, like the ultimate
0: pairing of weaponry mm-hmm. in in a video game type setting. Can, right. You know, and then if you bust out your lightsaber, you're more likely to be come to the you know right be noticed by the Empire and be chased down by yeah. something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that that sort of threat system, or that sort of uh, like a, a stars right. system, if it's like Grand Theft Auto to a degree, where it's like you know if someone sees you, you get a kind of warning symbol. Right.
3: Same with Assassin's it's like, Creed does the yeah. same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I, that's the system I really want in the game because based on that era, I thought that system, or based on that you know very short gap in time, I thought that was the system we were going to get for sure. It was a kind yeah. of stealth a stealth system to to not be you know seen by stormtroopers and the like.
3: Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyways, it's going to be awesome. Unfortunately it's two years away. Um, then we will have three games technically, but I'm still only going to count it as one game. Yes. Uh, agreed. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's good to know that one was there that came along with the news that, um, there was a, re- a respawn, uh, a battlefront, uh, three project for a next gen system canceled because, um, in the last year, because they obviously, they wanted to put it together for the next Justice Gen System, which is going to come out, I guess, end of this year?
0: Oh, man, really? End of, come
3: on. <laughs> or the next PlayStation 5? Um, ah. Anyways, they couldn't hit the date, so they decided to scrap the whole thing. Which, ultimately, I think is great, because um, what ended up happening is now they're they're still continuing to focus on Battlefront 2 and add new content to Battlefront 2. Which is what I think they should do. It's a great game. Um it's vast. It covers, you know, all of the you know, all of the Skywalker saga eras. Um and and it's just like you just want more, you know, you just want more. It's a fun game to play and they have a good system in place. Everything's sort of working now. Um so I don't know. I'm really happy about that. They're adding, you know, I mean, and so to that point, there was um another content transmission and another content drop uh this week. Um and yeah, and so currently with this game, I'm just gonna try and do this as bravely as possible. I mean, so they have recently added two new heroes in BB8 and BB9E for the sequel era, and what they're doing is they have a new mode that they're focusing on for sort of the rest of the life of this game. I think I don't, and I think it's it's supremacy, which is a more, you know, you're just capture. It's like a tug of war um, between uh, capture points. So it's like every game's different, um, and they're on maps, but it's like a more organic thing, and you get a different experience every time you play, um, as opposed to the Galactic Assault mode, which was the primary mode before, and you're kind of on rails, and you go through mm. this thing. So they had um, they had spent a lot of time the past few years on the Clone Wars era, you know, they added all of those heroes, Grievous, and um, Dooku, and... Anakin and Obi-Wan. And then they've been working on... So now they're they're simultaneously working on um, the sequel era. They added BB-8 and BB-9E, a.k.a. BB-8, which I kind of love that nickname. <laughs> um, and those are super fun to play. And so now Supremacy is in the sequel era, and um, it's really cool. You go up to um, capital ships. You go up into an um, Aqualish... Um, um i'm sorry not aqualish a um on call -call ship um which is beautiful it's really interior ship and so um that's the summit supremacy so the capital supremacy where you're like you capture your points and then you have to go battle it out on the ship and try and you know take down a ship and actually Mm -hmm. the um first order star destroyer is beautiful as a really unique interior as well it's like glassy and black and like neons and Mm -hmm. uh so that that looks great, and they added um, Agent Klaus, um as one of the maps. So that's playable supremacy now. But the way they roll it out is they roll it out for a month in co-op first. So you just play it in co-op, and then you get to play the maps. So, so now they've worked on the original uh, original trilogy, and they obviously have a ton of assets um, for that already because Battlefront One was a, a, a original trilogy only um, game. But um, so that has nine co-op co-op maps that just got oh. released um and it's fun and i'm trying to get y'all to play it but um the really we exciting... <laughs> yeah
0: we talked uh, about it off air we're going to we're going to get dates to play battlefront
3: it's, it's so coma. much fun like being you know because it's just it's a bunch of ai fodder and they're pretty tough ai but not not as tough as the live action stuff and there's something about being you know darth vader and just like mowing through hordes and hordes of uh, rebels that's just never gets old sold um, but so, in addition to doing all that fun stuff, they um, they created two new reinforcements, um, f- one for each faction: the rebellion and the empire. And for the um, not to bury the lead here, uh, but for the rebels, they have now made Ewoks playable. So you can play as an Ewok warrior, um, and it's pretty amazing stuff. It's
0: pretty. I cool. watched some video right before <laughs> recording of Ewok of an Ewok uh, killing Darth Vader and also being like choked by Darth Vader. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> like I was watching that. And I'm like, I'm back. I'm back. I'm fully on board now. I will play battlefront. I give in, I submit.
3: Yeah. There's something about seeing an Ewok on the second death star. That's yeah. sort of wrong, but sort <laughs> of right too. kind of right. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's the tail end of that game, right? You got to throw some Ewok playable Ewoks in. Yeah.
3: yeah. Cause they've had its own Ewok hunt as a mode forever. So we know it's just like a matter of time. Um, And yeah, they're super fun. Um, They they actually have like an auto target on their um, bow and arrow. So you can see when they're when they're sighted, you're just shooting arrows into these people. It's (laughs) it's a whole different play dynamic and it's super fun Um, for the uh, Empire. They have an ISB agent. So the ISB agent has mostly shown its head in um, in like expanded universe canon stuff. So there was one in aftermath that there was an ISB agent. Um in Rebels, uh uh Admiral no, what is it, Captain Callus? I'm getting his major callus. That's right. Yeah. They
0: have that
2: they have that like weird. Corporal uh, callus like, like yeah. legionnaire helmet.
3: Yeah. So yeah, it looks like you know, it's an op- almost open face, like T visor, but with like no glass. Um, it's a really cool helmet, plus like chest armor, and then like an imperial outfit. So if you can imagine callous, but female, super tall. And then like the melee is this kick that's amazing. and she's dual wielding pistols. and um it, she's a really fun character to play. So those two came out. And then finally, since um for the first time since launch, they added new weapons. Mm. Uh, and um they they mostly came from um, Battlefront One. There's a dL sixteen as I previously mentioned that I have a ton of to sell you. Um, pistol, which is, um, Kanan Jarrus uses that pistol um, in Rebels. If you want to take a look at it, um, so that's for the officer class. The uh, heavy class got the uh, T21 um, blaster, which was my favorite in 2015 um, Battlefront. It's this big blaster that you can kind of you can use at distance pretty accurately. Um, the uh, specialist class got the uh, Tuscan Raider rifle. Uh, um, they, they call it a oh my gosh what's it called a cycler rifle and that um, that's a slug thrower so it punctures shields um, and then actually finally they did create a new weapon um, and it's the E11D which is the blaster that death troopers use that we see in Rogue One mm. uh, so death troopers finally have their real um, weapons on them and then you can unlock them through co-op play and then, um, and then rank them up through play as well. Uh, so yeah, it gives you some motivation to play um, the different uh, co-op um, boards, and it's just 50 kills to unlock them. And then, um, so it's it's pretty easy unlock, um, and they're fun weapons and they're great. And it's just nice to get that breath of fresh air in there.
0: Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Actually,
3: really yeah. Cool. So And there's else? yeah.
2: So what you're telling me, Ben, is if you were a Star Wars character, you'd be carting around a weapons rack. Oh nice
3: oh yeah the, the <laughs> cargo hold in my like in you know my whatever starship i have would have so many weapons i would have <laughs> one, it'd be like the mandalorians right like, yeah he would, he would just open it up yeah. actually like, yeah like i would be dj probably but like not <laughs> oh, yeah. slicer dj but like way dumber and more useless
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how that's possible but yeah,
3: oh right. oh come on um yeah no maybe I would, I would tell you something yeah
2: <laughs> um so we don't have like a super clear insight into the development process of these games. It's more so that we hear rumors, right? Like it's it's rumored that uh, a Battlefront Three was canceled, right? It's not like official or like we don't know for sure.
3: This was no, it was official this week. Oh, that okay. it came out that they they. I mean, I, they said they called it a Battlefront spinoff,
1: hmm,
3: okay. uh, whatever that means. So not specifically Battlefront Three, but come on.
2: But would you know motive? Uh, EA motive is like we're working on a another game right
3: yeah so there's actually two more yeah so there's two more games in in play one is the fallen order um uh the fallen order sequel and um and the other one yeah motive uh, is still very secretive they said a, it's a very unique game um there's no release date on that one as of yet but um yeah we'll see i believe motive did the star fighter uh, mode in battlefront 2 oh. all right um, and they did an excellent job. I know, Adam, you're the only you're a thing
0: I played on Battlefront for a long
1: yeah. time. Yeah, so
3: actually, that's Grant says that's his favorite yeah, mode too. My favorite. Yeah. So if you all want to go co-op um, Starfighter Assault, we can just go and uh, you know you I'm can ready. be gold leader. We can go in attack position and blow people up.
0: I'm ready to do some some ground battling. Okay, cool. So. um
3: so yeah so who knows it could be that it could be pod racing i don't know there's been a lot of pod racing rumors on the net
2: yeah as much as i love a starfighter game i do think like their strengths are in the first person shooter uh, mm-hmm. arena mm-hmm. and so that makes me think like oh i have so many ideas for what that next game could be and one idea that just sprang to my mind is like what if we got like a first person shared world bounty hunter rpg with like an economy and almost and also somewhat in the vein of destiny in terms of gameplay and uh, you know gunplay and how how smooth it is but um that'd like, be great
1: yeah because yeah. the
2: mandalorian that. set up that economy so well what if you could just jump into a first person open world shared world type experience with lots of other bounty hunters
0: around Only if I get paid in Moncala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flan.
2: flan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. No, no, that's what I'm
2: talking about. I'm saying the Mandalorian, more so than most movies and other TV shows, felt like a video game to me. Oh, absolutely. With him getting armor upgrades, with him getting a sigil, with him getting paid and, and understanding the economy of these bounty hunters. It's like perfect. Like it lays the groundwork for a bounty hunter RPG. Like, yeah, perfectly. And so I yep. was thinking, why not do that? Why not just ha- create a, a first-person game where you can be a bounty hunter, track your quarry, you know, bring them in hotter coal, use all the use all the kind of like you know, uh, buzzwords that we heard in The Mandalorian, mm. and really hi- hype them. a new shooter that is going to give players really really fun stories and, and and experiences that we've never had before.
3: Yeah, take my money. Take yeah.
2: My- Nine, I, the
3: only tweak i would make to that pitch is that um it'd be optional for third third person um just because i think star wars games are typically third person um and mostly like if you're going to look as cool as you do as the mandalorian then you want to see yourself looking cool all the time mm-hmm. like tricking out your you know your outfit and all that totally um and yeah that would be that would be pretty sweet
2: that is kind of like my, that is my number one want if we get a game and, and, and based on what I've seen from them thus far in terms of their strengths and things like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, that's the state of video games. We haven't talked about them um, for a while, yeah. but, um, yeah, uh, Battlefront Two. So no, that's, that's pretty much confirmed. I think that's why something happened like eight months ago and the, um, Community managers, um, Forge is actually Ben Welke is stepping down. That's that was other news that happened this week, unfortunately. And he's he's a hero to the to the at least the Reddit community. Um, Everyone thinks he did a really good job, and he did. Um, But there there's like something that happened. It was like the dark times towards the end of last year, and everything was up in the air, and no one knew what was going on. And then they must have made that decision where they're like, you know what, we're going to scrap that idea. Let's just keep focusing on this, and you know, and keep creating new content. And because everyone seemed happy, and they were like, oh, great things are going to happen. And um, you're going to be surprised. And then all this awesome, like, two new classes came out, the Infiltrator class, and, um, yeah, and it was, you know, and then joyful times were abound. And the game is as as strong as it's ever been, and then the fan base really seems pretty happy with the way it is. So um, that's a first, man. There's been a disgruntled fan base pretty much since launch of 2015. Um, So they're finally in a good place. It makes sense for them to just, like, just keep focusing on this, keep fixing this game. Uh, And, yeah. Did you say 2015? Yeah, Battlefront. <laughs> right? Yeah, so Battlefront 1 came out in 2015. And then oh, okay. Battlefront yeah. 2 came out in 2017.
0: 17, okay. I was like, I thought, okay, you're referring to the first one. But still three years down the line and they're still yeah. added content. That's impressive.
3: Yeah. they're. I mean, they're essentially the same game. Again, repeat assets, but they just changed the format. I mean, 2017. But like they made the yeah. game worse because they had that whole pay to win yep. thing. And mm-hmm. loot crates, which is gone. Gone, gone, yeah. gone. Um, so yeah. Um, so they've got a good thing. It just, you know, just, I'd be wary of them making a new game because you just know it's going to be riddled with, um, bugs and, um, and it just doesn't seem like no. he knows how to, how to market this, but I will,
2: how- I welcome a completely broken RPG in any form. Like if they want to launch an RPG that's like fundamentally broken on launch, I'm fine with that.
0: Even the most broken, even the most broken RPG is still fun. Like Skyrim. Like when that was completely broken for a while and I would get stuck places for like, and have to wait two weeks for an update to get unstuck. I was still having a blast
3: for you guys. Then I'm a total whiner, but that, that actually makes me feel happy that you're like, Nope, that's normal. And I don't care. Let's just do it. And I mean, I, I, with video games, I think, quantity over quality um i just want games to play you know yeah yeah
0: and the future uh, looks bright we're gonna get some quantity it sounds like
3: yeah fallen order did a great thing for star wars video games in that um it proved that single player star wars games can be lucrative um so that that's gonna yield really great results for us as gamers and um yeah speaking of i'm going to pax east tomorrow so fun let's see a bunch of that stuff so um anyways uh that's video games we did it and um that's the episode i think we uh had a bunch of stuff come out this past week didn't we you
2: know what guys you know what guys may the force be with us
3: <laughs> yes
2: yeah you know you're all on your that's, own but may that's the force not be with selfish us. right no no
3: no <laughs> um and uh thanks again for listening to us um and uh may the force be with you
2: this is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night.
1: Remember, the force will be with you. Always. <laughs>